You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix it and take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. Follow at Martin Houston 35 and then give us a like, give us a share and tell your family and friends about what's happening. And while you're there, also follow at Tide 109, bookmark Tide109.com. And tell your family and friends that it is the place for Alabama sports coverage as well as high school coverage right here on your home for Alabama sports and becoming the home for high school sports of West Alabama. Only place, only place you're going to get, you know, up to date, on time, immediate reporting on what's happening around West Alabama. And of course, we had a big night. Uh, as week five of high school football kicks off, Friday night lights and last call starting at six, going all the way up to eh, about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Uh, you, you just kind of play that last one by ear sometimes, but uh, uh, it is definitely here for you and your enjoyment. And you can become the beat reporter for your high school team. So if no one's reporting on your high school team, it's on you. So get that phone number, 205-342-9904, and let the guys know what's happening in your games, at your school, at your place. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. You be the difference you want to see in the world today. Well, I'm feeling, you know, some kind of way today, and I I, I know I'm going to really be feeling it next week and 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 and, you know um joe praying for a really good week next week man um you know the the there's this this chicken place that has this commercial and uh and i used this once already this week because i saw something that kind of made me remember my my childhood and and the way i remember football being played well this today kind of represents one of those days and in this commercial, this lady, it gets to this lady, and she said, I'm experiencing some things. <laughs> if he had seen the Popeye. I always experience I, some things eating Popeye. <laughs> so she, she's rubbing it, and she said, mm, I'm experiencing some things. Well, I can tell you, I know next Friday I'm really going to be experiencing some things, but this Friday I'm experiencing some things. You know why? 
because this is the last Friday that I have to come on the air and and, and not be talking about what Alabama's actually going to do. No more hypothetical. Come Monday, I'm going to be looking. Come Monday, I need my I need the Martin Houston show uh family, fan base, whatever you want to whatever we want to call ourselves, Martin's maniacs, whatever. I'm we're going to be we're going to be next week we're going to be looking for score predictions. We're going to be looking for players of the game, who's going to be the breakout player. We're going to I mean, we're going to be talking about how many how many series will it be before Bryce Young run on the field? I mean, and we'll actually be like like this time next week, yo, it'll we'll actually be waking up the next day and it'll be game day. I mean, we'll be within the we'll be within 24 hours of game day. And if this has not been the this this has been Christmas Eve on steroids, if you know what I mean. You remember when you were a kid and, and, and Christmas Eve? People told me for a long time that it was still only 24 hours. There's no way Christmas Eve was just 24 hours. It had to be longer. And that's the way I feel about this football season because it has been absolutely long and drawn out and forever. But <laughs> after today, the next time I come on, it is what, Joe? Game week. We're going to have fun next week, but let's go ahead and make sure that uh, we go ahead and, 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 and have a good show today. So we'll talk about some things. We'll, uh, listen, I have been on the Big Ten about playing, uh, but I also said little sister was going to be right behind them. Uh, Pac-12, if, if we think the Big Ten looks bad, what would a Pac-12 look like? And within, they could have at least waited till today. Like, give it at least two days before you jump right on the bandwagon of, yeah, we're thinking about coming back too. Really? The Pac-12, Larry Scott, and the uh, ESPN reported as the CEOs of the Pac-12 instead of commissioners. <laughs> are going to meet Saturday, and they are CEOs, I understand that, but I thought that was interesting that they, they used that title. The commissioners will be meeting tomorrow to discuss a possible Pac-12 return. Now, I actually think, and I, I saw this, I wonder why, Joe, the Big Ten pushed it back a week instead of starting on the 17th. I just wonder if they, if Kevin Warren, Larry Scott, and others didn't talk about it for a second. You know what I mean? Like, that gives the Pac-12 just a little bit more time to get ready. I could be totally wrong. Uh, conspiracy theorist uh, number one right here uh, when it comes to <laughs> Big Ten and Pac-12. But it does give them a, another complete – it gives them exactly – if they make a decision next week, it puts them exactly where we thought the Big Ten would be this week in terms of how long they have to get ready for a season. Because to me, that's the, that's the key is you have to get these guys, the players and coaches, a chance to get ready for a season. Uh, even though Jim Harbaugh said they could be ready in two weeks, yeah, you could be ready, but what does ready mean? You know, that means you can get dressed out and get out on the field. Um, we'll, we'll see about that. Then the other part of this, the Mac. The Mac's talking about coming back, and so the question today is kind of to play or not to play. Will will everybody be back playing? <laughs> you know, will, will will all the conferences be back 
when it's all said and done, Joe, that's kind of the question that, that, that appears to be popping up now. I do have one other question for you and get your thoughts on it. Do you – I've noticed some players opting back in. Uh, one big name, um, Wade uh, of Ohio State deciding uh, to come back and, and, and play. So uh, how do you feel about players who have who opted out especially those who opted out, you know, six weeks ago. Um, how do you feel about them coming back now and saying, oh, I'm going to play. I want to play. How, how, how do you feel about that? Um, Joe's going to comment, and if you want to comment, uh, you can call us at 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. Taco Casa Hotline is open for business. I, I – Honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with it because uh, most of these guys who opted out, who said, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm opting out, have NFL futures. Uh, now, so, certainly some of them have medical issues and they, they, may, not, they may not have NFL futures. Uh, but these guys are the ones who said, you know, that football is something that is important to me and something that I, I think I have a future in. Uh, and they didn't want to hang around if they weren't going to have a season. So now that there is going to be a season uh, for some of these Big Ten guys like Sean Wade. Now, Sean Wade only opted out maybe two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. So he, so him opting right back in, is uh, he's jumping right back in with his guys. But uh, I know some people may not like it, but I, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I, I personally, I, I think part of it is when did they opt out and uh, the why really doesn't matter. If they were opting out because of their NFL uh, career, then you, your NFL career is still there. Uh, and, and some of these guys, if they opted out before there was a season, then they've missed six weeks of working out. So if you let them back, then to me there has to be a pathway back. You, you, I could not imagine being the guy who's done the six weeks of work uh, – and it's more of an issue with like LSU and some of the teams that knew they were playing because uh, I think pretty much all of the Big Ten guys had, had opted out in their opinion. But there are guys who have not been with their team, who have not been working out, who have not been doing it, while others have. And that's where I have, have the challenge is that you have a guy who has done the work for the last six weeks, last four weeks, whatever, and then this guy opts back in. Now, if you give a pathway back, I'm always for uh, uh, giving people a chance to to respond and to come back and and to earn their way back and make their way back on the team. To me, that's what that's what the pathway would have to be um, for these guys. And I think the coaches need to be conscious of that because you don't want to create problems within your team. Uh, you have a guy that's been doing all the work, and then you bring back a guy who's obviously the better player of the two uh, if he's on the team, uh, and then you just put that guy back in there because you undermine what you say uh, when you say it's about team, it's about your commitment to the process uh, and all of that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, would you let that guy back on your football team? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I, I, would have, I would have a pathway back because this is unprecedented times okay this is not like a kid who who quits joe just flat out quits there's nothing going on no reason 
Like if, if there was this was a regular season and a guy had opted out for the NFL uh, because he thought he was ready to go to the NFL, no, I would not. If, the, if there was not, no COVID, nothing going on. To me, that, that's a guy who quit uh, and who chose to – I probably would not have a pathway back. But for these young men who were making choices and decisions, Joe, they were looking at information. And especially when you look at the Big Ten and the Pac-12, what were they being told? Hey, this could kill you. <laughs> you know I mean? This is dangerous. So dangerous that we're going to cancel a whole league. So I would take all of that into consideration if I was a coach. And what would that pathway look like for you? It would probably be that they would have a certain amount of time that they need to practice. Um, uh, say, say they missed four weeks. Uh, they, they opted out after week two, said, man, I'm out of here. I'm just not going to play. Then I would probably have them do the equivalent of a summer camp, meaning as far as work weeks, meaning practice. Um, let me give you an example. <laughs> when I was – I got – I never quit, but I didn't make a, a, a time. Uh, we had to run 4 4 uh, Joe, in 60 seconds with only 60 seconds rest in between. Uh, and I had to run the same – you'll laugh at this. My my 440 time was the same as Jalen – would have been the same as Jalen Waddle and Jerry Judy. It wasn't going to happen, okay? But because of that, I missed that time, didn't make that report test – I went from being slotted second team pretty much to scout team. And I had to run scout team every day and had to run extra after practice. So I would check that guy's commitment to the team and I would put that guy, I would say, hey, listen, I'm glad you're back. We want you back. But we also uh, need to make sure that, you know, you're part of the team and you go through the same grind that the other guys had to go through. And so I would definitely, uh, in this in this environment, give a pathway back, and it will probably be, like I said, probably something like four weeks, Joe, because that's what a normal summer would have been. And had we not had the craziness of COVID, then they, they probably would not have made the decision they made. So I wouldn't want to end their career, uh, and that would be. So your thoughts, would you, have a, would you have a pathway back, or would you just let them come back immediately? I, I'd probably make sure they were in good, good shape. I'd probably make you, – you'd probably have a little bit of practice period where you figure out, all right, is this guy ready to step on the field this week? And probably more likely than not, they're not. And, and uh, that's and, what the four weeks – That's that, that would be part of the four weeks, but the other four weeks – I don't weeks, know if I'd wait four weeks. That's half your season. I, and, that, dude, that's what I'm telling you. That's that's the power of team. I'm sorry. It, it, like I said, you these kids made a choice and you made a choice. You both had the same information. And, 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 but, you know, and that would be, that would be, and, and would that cost me potentially? Possibly. But ask Nick Saban how important it was that he made the decision after the La Monroe team to suspend those players. You know, and, and a lot of people are like, man, you're going to look. And we lost to La Monroe. It was before the La Monroe. He, he, he let some things happen, and then we lost to La Monroe. You know what that loss did for this team? You go back and ask any of the guys that were there. They, they, they finally said, you know what, coach's process, I'm going to buy into his and not into the culture and, and what happened before. And that's the danger you have if you don't do that. Is it, I mean, it's, it's, it's two different things. And I may be looking at it more from the guy who's did all the work and who never left. Uh, you know, I look at a Najee Harris who, who 
had the same choice and made a different choice than the guys that uh, at LSU. If the guys from LSU that opted out because of their draft status decide to come back, I would look at it and go, "Hey, I'm sorry. This is your process to get back." I think there's probably a difference between the guys in the SEC and the guys in the Big Ten. Uh, that's why I compared. That's why I compared those. That's why I compared the Najee Harris and the LSU because they I'd were probably, making, I'd probably be t- tougher on the L- on the SEC guys oh, because their the season still went on. Yeah. Uh, but for the, for the Big Ten and 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 I guess if the Pac-12 even plays, if if Micah Parsons at Penn State wants to opt back in, even though he was one of the first guys to opt out. I'd probably let him back in. I, I would let him back in, but he still wouldn't be immediately back in. I would. Still, I don't know if I'd wait four weeks though. Uh, I mean, that's. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that I wouldn't wait, but I. That's okay. that's the summer camp that the other guys went through, and that's why I, that, I'm, I'm not arbitrarily picking four weeks in my mind. If you had been here in a normal season in a normal environment, there would have been a four week acclimation process. You know, week one, you can't put helmets. I mean, and there's some guidelines around that anyway. If you hadn't been practicing, you, you're supposed to go in helmet only for a while and then shoulder pads for a while, and then you start practicing. And then you, you know, so that that would be, and that's, that, like I said, that's, I know that that may be strict, but that's where I would go, go with it. And, and because I would be building not just for this season, I'll be building a culture for uh, the future. And and like I said, the, the, in the SEC, I may even consider not even letting some of those guys back. I was talking about that the four weeks was more of the the, the the guys who were making the information based on the fact that they weren't going to have a season. Some of those guys made that decision um, after the decision that there was no season. Those guys' pathway may be easier than Michael Parsons. It may it, you know I wouldn't I I literally may look at it as a win. Why? <laughs> And 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 how, uh, but there would definitely be a pathway back, and you know it's easy to talk about it in hypotheticals, Joe. Uh, I probably would not make it public, period, of what their pathway back would be, um, and and I would also, you know, who else I would talk to to get input on the team, let them all vote on it. Uh, I, at some, I would have probably a minimum standard. And then I would ask them what their thoughts are, especially the seniors uh, who've paid the price for four years and, and stuff. And if they come back with it, sort of like uh, real quick, I get on off of this, but uh, when David Palmer got in trouble and everybody said, hey, don't let him come back and uh, he should be kicked off the team, uh, Coach Stallings had his idea of what he wanted to do, but then he asked the seniors, what do we think? And as a group, we said – there should be some consequence to it. There should be some suspension, but he should be allowed to come back. And that will probably be part of the process of what I would evaluate. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what you guys, what do you think? So, um, but I'm glad, but here, here's what I do want to say. I would make sure that if there's a kid right now, they would have at least some of their season back, if not all. I would not punish the kids completely based on the craziness of, of the COVID-19 and, and all of that. So coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation about Alabama. What's their biggest question? What's your biggest question regarding this Alabama football team as we move towards week number one? Are there glaring questions or issues on this team 
that have not been resolved, you can be a part of that conversation at 205-342-9904 or post your thoughts and comments on Facebook. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the channels of Nissan Traffic Center, home of the Heisman Trophy. Everything pretty quiet on the roadways around town this morning, except for the interstate headed toward Mercedes. Y'all slow down and be careful. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Head down to towns of Nissan today. See the Heisman Trophy on display and get a great deal. I'm Captain Ray. A partly sunny sky for West Alabama today with a warm afternoon, the high 85. Tonight, mostly fair and pleasant, the low 63. Cooler tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds, the high 79. And Sunday, a beautiful day, bright sunshine with a high at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. You're back in with the Martin Houston show. Hey, listen, I didn't do it, but I, it, it's still a true statement. And I'll start off this quarter with it. This is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad. And it takes some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. You be the difference you want to see in the world today. Do not miss an opportunity to have an impact on your circle of influence. Man, it's, the, the 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 Friday Eve before the week Eve of kickoff. I'm excited that Alabama is going to be playing football against Missouri, uh, and it looks like some other conferences are jumping back into it. <laughs> Curtis Moore, the second, I think this is pretty funny. He said we should uh, we should have a new conference. We should only have four conferences, Joe. One of them called the Big Twenty Two. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten has merged unofficially. So, but anyway, uh, like I said, uh, on that conversation, I'll I'll wrap it up. I would give the kids a pathway back uh, and and would would hopefully be able to create enough excitement and see if they're willing to pay the price to get their way back or if they want to be just automatically right back where they left uh, four or six weeks ago. Speaking of... Getting back, Alabama, uh, Joe, this has been a, a very, very interesting offseason. But for the first time in a long time, no turnover really on the coaching staff. Um, and will that be a huge, huge plus for this Alabama Crimson Tide? And will we see that manifested uh, in terms of improved play uh, on the football field? And will we need it to be so? Uh, ran a poll question a couple days ago about what's the biggest question uh, for this team now that we've had our last scrimmage. And, of course, one of those poll questions, I mean, a couple of those answers. One was uh, Pete Golding and uh, the overall defense being your biggest question mark. 
And then the question that uh, response that got the second most, that was at like 48%. 45% said defensive backs. Defensive backs. And I would agree with that. You know, D-line was one of the uh, other questions, um, responses, I'm sorry. But I would say that defensive backs probably um, would have been the biggest question mark going in because you're replacing, you know, all but one bona fide, legit, you know, shut down corner. Everybody else, every other position is up in arms. Uh, did you see or hear enough this off season, this summer, that, that made you feel like that question has been completely answered? For the defense? For, if the defense is going to get better? No, no, from from just the DB standpoint. Oh, itself. well, I mean, Carl Scott and uh, – and then Kelly, they replaced. They had to replace five or six DBs the year prior, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and so they've done it before. Uh, Which is I, crazy. I, Think about that for a second. They this is their second time. This is Carl Scott. He's been here what three years? Three. Yes, I think this yeah. is his third year. I think it is fourth. Third or fourth? I, you're like me. I can't remember which staff. You remember when Saban had the two years where he brought everybody in, fired everybody, brought everybody in, fired everybody. Uh, but either way, in three to four years, he's had to replace. This will be his fourth season, if I'm not mistaken. He's had to replace in just two of those seasons, like nine of ten DBs. He must be a good DB, defensive backs coach. <laughs> he must be, and uh, and and he's replacing them with guys. It's one thing, like if you have to replace with, with a lot of experience, but is that still your biggest question mark? You know. Uh, yeah, just because of the inexperience, it definitely is. But uh, given that he's done it before a handful of times already, and Nick Saban's working right next to him in the defensive backfield, and they got Charles Kelly as well as a pretty highly respected defensive backs coach also. So I think that at this point, I'm just ready to see him play. I'm not quite, quite – like. <sighs> I'm just ready to 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 see see him play and see how it turns out. If Sertan is healthy, if Job is healthy, they they've kind of talked up Jordan Battle, they've talked up Brian Branch. Well, let's see them. Let's see what they got. Yeah, and 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 the key words you just hit there was if they're healthy, and I, uh, I I've heard that the DB uh, the linebacker itis <laughs> that has hit Alabama the last couple of years has somehow made his way into the defensive backfield. Uh, and and, uh, and I'm not reporting from a, a confirmed situation here, but I do know that Devontae Smith um, ran some some DB. And the question, Didn't he do that as a freshman also? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. And the question becomes, is that COVID-related or injury-related? You know, uh, it could simply be COVID-related uh, in terms of what's happening. Or it could be that it is injury-related. But either way, uh, it didn't make me feel warm and fuzzy in terms of how things were going. But I fall back to what you said earlier. <clears throat> it Carl Scott did it his first time without uh, Charles Kelly being here. I mean, he he had all, all five defensive backs. He was the only defensive back coach. And now, you know, there's a split between cornerbacks, DBs, and in the safety position. The 
the the concern you have is you just don't know how guys are going to perform when the lights come on. And we've heard a lot of love regarding Brian Branch and and Malachi Moore, and that's exciting. And and, and used to you you used to be worried when you heard freshmen are going to play. These guys come out now out of high school. Uh, and I think this is a shout out to high school coaches. They come out and they're so much more prepared to play than when we were coming out. And and then 15 years ago, these DBs, you know how much coverage practice these DBs have by the time they get to college with the seven on seven tournaments. And, and that's the one thing now seven on seven doesn't make linemen very good. Doesn't make them very physical. It helps the linebackers in coverage, but it doesn't help them in run tackle. But DBs and wide receivers, the reason you see so many freshmen come in like a Jalen Waddle and let's just go back Jerry Judy and Amari Cooper and you know, you see that the reason these guys come in so ready to play, the reason a Minka Fitzpatrick comes in ready to play, the reason a Patrick Sertain comes in ready to play is because they get so much work in coverage. There's a little bit of difference in covering and with shoulder pads on and 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 not, but as far as turning your hips, planning, breaking on the ball, all of the things that it takes to be a great DB, you get it in seven on seven. Uh and, and I think that's why these guys come in. So even though I'm hearing freshman names, it doesn't give me the same feeling uh that I used to have years ago when you hear, oh man, a freshman has to come in and play. And your first thought used to be, Oh my God, that means there's nobody good there. That's not what it means now. It means now that that freshman just came in ready to play. Well, and Branch and Malachi Moore were pretty highly ready to recruit. So if they if they've come in and shown to be better than uh, than who who would be back there? Jordan Battle would be back there. Uh, Helms Helms has played that position as well. Mm-hmm. If they've come in and beat them out, then that just is what it is. Right. They're better competition. Yeah, and that's competition what I, breeds success. And, and that's what I'm saying is you used to be worried about it when you were here, freshman, freshman, freshman. Oh my God, they're going to have to depend on a freshman. Well, think about think about how many times if you just starting back with Tim Tebow, the, the the people who have been the Heisman winners have been second and third year players, and all of them were in the conversation as freshmen. You know, uh, and like I said, I think the easy if you ask me what's the easiest position to get on the field coming out of high school to college, I'm going to say wide receiver and running back. I think running backs can transition pretty well as as well, but at Alabama. You think about our freshman wide receivers in the last few years. Oh my God! I mean, you got Amari <laughs> Cooper came in ready to play. Start well. You can go back to Julio. Julio came in ready to play. Amari came in ready to play. Uh, Riddle came in ready to play. Judy came in ready to play. Waddle came in ready to play. You know, and so and it sounds like Javon Baker. But then I would say DBs have had uh, if they can pick up the mental side of the game. If they can pick up the mental side of the game, I think DBs also have it. And, Joe, guess what we had this year? Instead of them going out there making a bunch of mistakes while they were learning the coverage, they've had all offseason to mentally get the game down and, and, and understand it. And it sounds like they immediately, when they stepped out on the field, they were not thinking about, okay, what do I do here? What do I do? They just became more comfortable with doing it. I'm just excited to see what if they can if they can really do it. Get them on the field and uh, 
see how they go. Now, I'm not really afraid of Missouri's Missouri's offense, so I'm not really sure that that's really going to tell us that much. Uh, Texas A&M in week two is probably going to tell us a lot. Well, and Texas A&M has the potential, but, uh, you know, COVID got them. Uh, one of their, their best receiver opted, opted out. out. Maybe uh, he'll opt back in next week. Maybe. <laughs> and then, of course, he opted out, and then the guy, his his second team guy, the second guy got hurt, and he may be may or may not be back by that, that time. So, Do you think these guys who opted out are going to uh, end, up, end up regretting it two or three weeks in? I, I think so. It, it, if, so if, once they if, watch their guys out there, they're like, dang, I could be out there playing. If 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 the season continues the way it is, in in in, in the number of people who are who are injured I mean not injured, but the cases and all that, if it stays where it's been through week the first few weeks, Joe, yes, they're gonna regret it. I think without without a doubt. You know, a lot of people have talked about the Wisconsin situation and why that 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 shows why you shouldn't do it. You know, Wisconsin has, what, 42 guys associated with the COVID, 42 players. You know what that tells me? Exactly what we said would happen if you didn't play. That guys would be careless. Guys would be – I mean, you see what I'm saying? They, they, they were – I think that, that, that Wisconsin, they weren't – you have to understand, two weeks ago, a week ago, they weren't playing. So that – they they may have been making different choices. They were careless, and that's what Nick Saban and so many other coaches said. Hey, if you don't have these guys playing, they're probably safer here than they are anywhere else. Uh, and and so there's been a lot of those things uh, <laughs> being 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 thrown out there that see Wisconsin's going to be the problem because Wisconsin. I don't know if you know they actually in their city. I don't know if it's the local um, in Madison or some statewide, but there was a um, a what's the what's the response um, to them being approved that they're fighting back that that the, that the local government is pushing back and saying no they shouldn't because we just tested forty something players and this is going to be a potential negative to our city if you do this because look at how many football players or athletes have COVID so it's not all tweet candy in in that environment. But yes, to your point, I think as a player, they will regret it. Now, the ones who end up getting drafted, they'll be fine. The question I have, and I don't, you may know this, Jeff, the guys who opted out, do they get their season back? Yeah. Do they they still are eligible, right? Correct. Right. So 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 you may see some of these guys who opted out and thought they were gonna go to the NFL. Uh the, the ones who don't sign with an agent. They can all still come back and play, even though they may have opted out for the NFL and think they're going to be a draft pick. They still will have the option to come back. So. Yeah, Jamie Newman can get back to to Georgia if he really wanted to. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. If he really wanted to, huh? If he really wanted to, and he it's possible he may want to. <laughs> who who knows? But anyway, hey, let's continue the conversation here. Biggest question I had was the DBs. Biggest question doesn't mean that I'm worried about it. It just means that that's the group that I want to watch. We'll continue the conversation regarding Alabama football with one week to go before the season kicks off. What are you thinking? What's on your mind? You can tell us about it right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Don't forget about Overflow Express Wash. OverflowExpressWash.com is where you can find them. Go buy and get your car clean inside and out. Basic packages starting at $12, 
And then you also can get a membership package, unlimited washes on the packages starting at $23.99. Hey, and if you just want to get your car clean real quick and get it vacuumed, you can go in and out for $7. That's overflowexpresswash.com. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, home of the Heisman Trophy, a good Friday morning to you. No wrecks or delays, just a bit of slow traffic on 69 northbound between Bear Creek and Skyland. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Head on out to Townsend Nissan. You can see the Heisman Trophy on display and get a great deal. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama sports. That Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, you can call and be a part of the conversation of what we've been having, or you can bring your own topic to the show. Just give us a call, 205-342-9904. And hey, just a story that uh, Chuck Hunt posted. Um, Joe, you may or may have already heard this, but Deion Sanders was named the head coach of uh, Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi yesterday. He said it was reported yesterday. Um, I have not verified that, but I knew that was his goal. And so we'll we'll check into that. But I know Deion Sanders was uh, looking into that. That just popped up. And so uh, we'll check that out. Uh, and and uh, 
What are your thoughts of these guys who get uh, Joe get these jobs right off the bat without any coaching experience? Well, apparently uh, Jackson State is continuing to deny that he's. Yeah, and that's what I was concerned. That's why. Yeah. So uh, are they are they reporting it or are they did the news get out before they want it? I don't know enough about the situation to say this is WAPT ABC. This is uh, where is this at? WAPT. Now, now I'm I'm gonna put Chuck Hunt, my my my, my Snoop Dogg. He, he he Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, uh, uh, Chuck, go verify. We'll check check on. It. Hey, listen, what about? But you know, just in general, because it made me think about the NBA a little bit. Uh, and Nash getting a um, uh, Brooklyn Nets job, and you know we've had other coaches get jobs. What are your thoughts when these guys get these jobs and they've never coached? Are you you think is wrong, right? Uh, in the NBA, I think it's fine, really, because uh, especially in, if you're a player who had a leadership position, uh, then I, 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 I really think it's not that big a deal. And have uh, you noticed that most of the guys who have gotten those have been point guards? Yeah. <laughs> have you, I mean, think about think think about that for a second. What uh, Nash um, and uh, Jason Jason Kidd, Kidd uh, Avery Johnson, Johnson. They, that, I mean, Mark Jackson. <laughs> they have they have been, and, and so you just nailed my point. Is sometimes people are like, oh man, they shouldn't get the job. I'm like. Well, it's just based on how they played the game and, and, and whether they – just because a guy – we say it all the time, Joe, but then we, we nullify uh, – he's a leader on the field. He's a quarterback of the offense. It was like an extension of the coaching staff. Well, if we can say that about college kids, how much more can we say that about NBA kids? And uh, I've not seen it happen uh, in, 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 in football uh, per se, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Let's, let's get back to uh, Curtis Moore. Uh, the second, uh, getting in on the conversation. Good morning, Curtis. You're in with the Martin Hughes Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, good morning, Martin. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Martin. Hey, um, hey I just got a couple of things. Oh, first, congratulations on that Deion Sanders uh, thing. Hey, I yeah. didn't hear about that either. But yeah, that's well, we're, we're validating it. Uh, I I gave Chuck credit for breaking the story, but I I quickly said, now I've not seen that confirmed or verified. So, oh, okay. uh, but we're but, good on but, Chuck. But, but, but I know it. But Chuck's usually on top of it. Uh, but oh, yeah. uh, but you know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's like some denying, they're denying it and others are saying it is so, um, but we'll see WAPT is, uh, say they're denying it. Uh, but sports illustrated and several others are saying that it's so, so we'll, 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 we'll keep our eyes on it, but what, that's not what you call it. Talk yeah. about. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, that's not what I called about. I, I had a couple of things, quick things. Actually. No, you, you hey, hey, take your time, man. Quick... Oh, okay. Uh, the clarification on the, uh, you know, the folks opting out because of COVID and all that, um, I, I just heard um, that they can opt back in. Now, is that like the basketball thing, like how the, the, the basketball player can, can come back to college or anything like that? Is, is that what it's like? You, you, or is it you're meaning, you're meaning that the guys who didn't play this year, th th no, they, they, they have a – now, if they sign with an agent, then they can't. Because they have now okay. they have now violated okay. an NCAA rule, uh, regardless okay. of what the condition is. You can't have an agent out there representing you, and then decide mm -hmm. to come back. Because the moment you sign with an agent, 
they consider you to have declared to be a professional athlete because you're represented, officially represented. Okay. But in basketball now, and see, in basketball, a lot of people don't know that. A basketball player, uh, they just have a – what's the best way to call it, Joe? Uh, 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 open look, period, maybe. It, they can't mm-hmm. sign with an agent, Curtis, yeah, but- during that time either. The uh, the basketball players can declare for the draft, and then they have a a couple of weeks before they're allowed to sign with agents. And and in those couple of weeks, they can decide to come back for uh, to college. And that's what when you kept hearing the 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 petty situation this year, (laughs) the John Petty has sound like the John Petty situation where it just kept getting pushed back. That was because the NCAA pushed back how long he had to to declare. You know, one way or the other. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Good. Hey, the second thing I had was um. Hey, do, do y'all remember um the Christian Harris uh press conference? The thing about a couple of weeks ago, and the comment he made about uh Pete Golden <laughs> about, about being one of the best, one of the best in the land. Yeah. One. The, the, <laughs> do you remember that? Okay. Yes. I, there's maybe something in that locker room that we as the fans don't don't know about. Maybe they're buying into Pete Golden more and. You know, the longer he's been there and the concepts and all that. I mean, well, I'm just saying, you know. No, no, Curtis, but I, let's, I, I let's, picked up on that. Let's let's talk about what that could mean. Who who right. who also was thrown into defense coordinator? Pete Golden was uh, hired here as what? Just a linebacker uh, coach, was, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, and everybody forgets there was a different defensive coordinator Pete Golden's first year. Yep. What was that guy? Tosh Lapoy. Okay. LePoy. Yeah. And so Tosh Nick Saban's goal was that Tosh Lapoy would become his defensive coordinator, and his goal was that he would be that probably for what several years, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Right so after so, so right after Pruitt, so he's thinking, hey, I'm gonna have a few more people. I'm gonna have a few more years to groom Pete Golding, right? And then right. all of a sudden, and, and and I don't know if you know about this or not. You remember the Arkansas game that year where Arkansas's tight end yeah. had about 1,000 yards on us? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Th- that week, there was a big um, internal strife between Saban and the coaches and, and, and doing things his way. And if you can go back, if you can go back and find the Nick Saban press conference, Nick Saban, he doesn't come out directly and say it. But he alludes, Curtis, to the fact that there was, hey, I let the guys do it their way, and now we'll see if they'll listen to what I say. He, he, he that's yeah. not that. That's me paraphrasing, but that's kind of what he communicated. When I walked, I walked away, I was thinking, whoa, 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 and and then we found out later on after the Clemson game that Pete Golden had been calling the defenses after that point, right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't find out till then. Yeah, yeah, but but there was an immediate transition, and so last year yeah. the guy he's still learning, I think. And what I think you hear from Christian Harris is first of all he's comparing high school coaching to, to college coaching. That that that's kind of part of that. But I also think that oh. th- this <laughs> this Zoom COVID teaching learning environment may have been just as beneficial for Pete Golding to back up. And mm-hmm. and self evaluate and learn this defense. And Nick Saban is yeah. still saying, "Hey, 
we still have to improve on communication. But I think that communication Nick Saban was referring to was player to player and players in changing situations and not the coach to the players anymore. I could be wrong. That's, that's why I think too. Because he, he, he specifically said, after he said the communication statement, he, he followed that up with something to the effect about uh, when situations change, knowing not just what you do, but what everybody does and the, knowing the situation, which generally means, hey, we went out there, we thought they were going to be in uh, four wides, they came out, they came out, they lined up in four wides, but the fourth wide receiver was a tailback that shifted back in or was a tight end that shifted back into an H-back, and all of a sudden that's a different formation, and the players have to know how to communicate that because that can't always come from the sideline. You know, so yep, very true. that's what I think. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I heard Christian Harris say that, and so we'll see if it manifests yeah. itself. Joe and I are both anxiously waiting to see this team play. <laughs> I mean, God, it's, in, I you, it's been a Christmas Eve uh, kind of off season. <laughs> so it's yeah. finally here. I got anything about the year, and I have no concerns about the offense. Uh, you know, of course, Steve, Steve Carsey, uh, Starkey's been around for so long, and yeah. and his concepts and all that. I mean, I'm not worried about this. It. It's a defense, man. But I think we'll be all right. I think we'll do better. Though. All right, I, really I do too. I think. Uh, thanks, right. Curtis. I appreciate you, man. All right, hey, let's just go long here, and then we'll just take an extended break and and and, and go that way. So that way we don't have to cut it off, Ellis. Uh, Let's uh, bring Ellis in. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Uh, Martin, I was going to tell you one thing. I just seen, I just passed a church, and on the sign it said, uh, be nice to anyone when possible. Hint, it's possible. <laughs> All right. But, so I thought that was pretty neat. Absolutely. Uh, when possible, and it's always possible. Yeah, hint, it's possible. It's always possible. It's always possible. Uh, even even though it may I, hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like you. I'm I'm more worried I ain't worried about the offense at all. I'm I'm like you. I'm worried about the uh the uh the backfield. The defensive backfield? Yeah. What's your biggest concern? You know, well, you know, we had what two freshmen start last year. Uh, I just have concerns. I, I, I know, think so. the biggest the biggest concern with defense, like when you look at when you look at football, to me the reason DBs become your biggest question mark when you have a bunch of interchanging parts is they actually have to interchange potentially on a lot of plays. Uh, uh, sort of like in basketball where, you know, you have to decide, are we going to do on a, when the other team runs a pick and roll, uh, do we switch it? Do we play over the top? Do we play underneath, et cetera? Well, when you have DBs playing and you have a bunch of DBs, you have to figure out whether you're going to pass them off, uh, whether whether it, if they run crossing routes, do we change? If they run rub routes, do we go over the top underneath? Do we exchange men? Do we stay with our guy? When they're going in motion, in the communication, there's so many moving parts, Ellis, it can sometimes get you. So that's what my concern is, and I think that may be part of what Nick Saban was communicating as well, is the young guys, that just comes with time, man. You know, some guys are really good at passing guys off and picking up the guy that was passed off to them. Some guys aren't, so you have to decide which way you're going to do it. I mean, you got anything else for me, Ellis? Well, I just, you know, you uh, explained it a whole lot better. There's more... There's a it's 
it's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of moving parts. And when those routes are crossing and going and you have a double move and you have, you know, one, one time you have a zone and you play it one way with the zone. And then the next time you have a man under, which means the guys underneath have man, the guys over the top have, you know, zone over the top. You know, sometimes you have what's called zero coverage where you don't have a safety. There's no safety help. So you have to stay with that guy. It's just so many different piece parts. Uh, and when you got a bunch of young DBs, they have to be able to make that decision on the fly. So I uh, appreciate yes, you, Ellis, man. Thanks. And, and, uh, and remember, I'm going to tell, like, uh, tell you, like I tell uh, Brian, uh, thank you for uh, for doing what you do. I appreciate you know, that. Uh, thank you. Talking football. I, I appreciate uh, you as well, Ellis. I appreciate uh, the listeners more than you know. Thank you, sir. All right. Roll tide, bud. Roll tide. All right, we got Chuck uh, from Monroe, Louisiana. Chuck, uh, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Uh, good morning, guys. I uh, was just calling to let you know uh, I'm like you, uh, Brother Houston. When it comes to uh, reports, I always want to I want to see if this is uh, if it's reality. I want to hear it from the uh, from Jackson State University's athletic director, uh, Ashley Robinson. I want to make sure if I see a press conference, I say, okay, this is real. But uh, in the meantime, I'm I'm still just wondering. I, I think the older I become, that's the way I am now. I got well, my parents. Well, well Sports, Sports Illustrated, Sports, Sports Illustrated's Ross Dillon, Dellinger is saying that he's been hired. They're finalizing the detail, so it could be that yeah, WAPT WAPT could be you know playing with words, meaning that it, they they may be denying it because it's not finalized. But that doesn't mean it's not yeah. going to happen. So. Uh, I man, kudos to him if he's getting that opportunity. Uh, and uh, and and that seems to be the case when you go out there and look at it. But there is, you know, like I said, the WAPT, uh, which is a yeah. local Jackson station. Yeah. Um, APT. Yeah. 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 They're they're all saying, but everyone else out there's a lot of other things out there saying that that's the case. But we'll see. We'll stay on top of it. Um, AL dot com, uh, local Alabama. Uh, is saying that it, it, you know, he could be the next coach. So I think it's a one of those uh, things of Nick Saban wasn't coming to Alabama either, Chuck, until the deal was completely finalized. But he was, oh, but he was right. coming the whole time they were working on the deal. So, all right, appreciate you, Chuck. Man, have a good one. All right, you take care. Have a nice weekend, and hope your team win. All right, thank you, sir. All right. Hey, speaking of hoping my team win, I'm hoping the Jags can move to five zero against Brookwood. Tonight, if you want to know what's going on, uh, you can uh, take care of your business and keep everyone in the know what's happening with your local high school by calling Friday Night Lights at 205-342-9904 for the Martin Houston Show. This is the last time I sign off and wake up the next morning and not be game day for Alabama. I'm excited about it. Next week, we're going to have a lot of great conversations, so you make sure you prepare and rest over the weekend so you'll be ready for game week. I'm Martin Houston. That's Joe Gaither. This is the Martin Houston Show, the Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not in your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths for Roll Tide. Thank you for